two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. My god, Josh, it has been a whirlwind of days since you and I last convened our war camp here. Oh. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, okay, well, well, tell me what's going on, man. Well, so, um, in a, in a blur of podcasting, um, a lot of episodes got cut, one more extra for two wizards got written, this one got written, two got edited, it was a whole cluster of everything, and then I finally get a little bit of downtime, and I was reminded of you the last time we recorded, and you said that there was this really bad thunderstorm that kept you up. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were kind of like, you know, you you weren't bad. You couldn't tell. You were a little little slow on the draw there in the beginning, but you know, you you, you, you dip up. into your wizard's mug and you're fine. <laughs> um, I am plagued by a separate lightning oh, interference. Oh no! Uh, um, this right. So what time is it now? It is uh, ten minutes after five my time on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and I just finished watching the new Flash movie at like <laughs> twenty minutes ago, and my head is a maelstrom of fuck. And then I looked at Amanda, I turned to her and looked and go, well, that was a mess. All right, time to go talk about the fucking Trojan War. <laughs> yeah, I I have said many times that I'm pretty bad about getting to movie theaters and watching uh, films that I actually want to see. But then sometimes it does kind of work out in my favor because the things that I know I definitely don't want to watch, like I don't have to worry about that. It's like, oh, I... We'll never in a million years um, touch that with a 20-foot pole. <laughs> and the Flash movie, the newest Flash movie, yeah, that was one of those where it's like, <laughs> I just get to sit back and like see the hot takes on YouTube, uh, video essays and hot takes on Twitter, and I just get to live vicariously through that. And I don't have to worry about my brain melting. I don't have to worry about Ezra Miller um, picking up a baby that is my brain and then putting it inside of a microwave. Uh, <laughs> Now, now to be fair, let, let's address the elephant in the microwave here. <laughs> There's actually a reason for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> they explain it, and it's 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 fine. I don't. My name is Mark, and I'm a wizard. Hi, everybody. I don't know where I am. I the multiverse came crashing down. There's a cut to um, Nicolas Cage as Superman. You know that yes. like super famous story of Nicolas Cage like dumped way too much of his own money into being Superman. He bought like action comics. Number one, mm-hmm. you know, the intro to Superman. Yeah. Also, he could be Superman and he didn't get to be, but he got like a 30 second cameo and it was, <laughs> it was a thing. I, it's weird. I don't know. It's a go watch it. It's on max. Just, yeah. It, it's like three hours long. I don't know. Don't watch it guys. It's bad. It'll make it weird. <laughs> Well, <laughs> my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And speaking of really long works of art that have just obscure cameo after obscure cameo that really only makes sense to, like, a very niche audience uh, who's, who is enjoying this work of art. Uh, speaking of that topic, Mark, we are here once again on the Two Wizards podcast and our third and final part, at least for now of our uh, mini-series on the Trojan War. Uh, So it's good to be here with you, even if both of our brains are kind of melted. 
Uh, it's good to have you listeners joining us, and it's good to sort of wrap up. Yeah, this this because uh, because we're what getting into like hour number five talking about this thing, isn't it? Like yeah. r- roughly something yeah, like that. Close. So um, so yeah. so to <laughs> so to assist in that endeavor, you know, to keep the old uh, uh, vocal apparatus lubricated. What do we have in our wizard's mugs? I kind of felt bad because I like. I like powered through my red ale, ale um, super fast. <laughs> then I was like, "Ah, oh, shoot! I guess uh, I guess ranch water will do." But but third third times maybe the charm. I don't know. What are we drinking? <laughs> I still got my red ales. Appro- appropriately enough, I have three left for tonight. This third episode. So that's great. See, and I was thinking about it too. I think I I think in my boil, I came up like well shy of a gallon. Um, cause yeah, I use the, the 22 ounce, uh, bomber bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only got four. I, we, which, wow. Yeah. That's like not enough. Yeah. yeah. It, so that's, that's not a gallon. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, and, and granted, you know, there was some kind of left. There. So like, that was maybe like 90 ounces. So I, that's like a, a full quart that like I lost somewhere. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe like I just boiled too much and I didn't like fill up. I have no idea. So I guess it also makes sense why I burned through those so quickly. Um, also, maybe makes sense why those were pretty potent. Uh, <laughs> so we have your stability. You're sticking with the red ale all through. And my like improvisation, you know, like, hey, we have a pattern and I'm kind of I'm like riffing on it. I'm kind of, you know, following some guidelines, but adding my own thing. Um more in keeping with our source material, I am drinking red, red wine. Oh, there you um, go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Wizard went out on her beverage run. Uh, and I was saying, because, you know, living in a metropolis, having some more options out there, I said, like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool if, if it was a Greek one, too. Um, uh, so, so she did her darndest, but alas, could not find... Any Greek red wines at the Giant Eagle supermarket. <laughs> uh, so this is a California California blend, I think, something like that. And yeah, it's totally uh, serviceable for what we're doing tonight. Uh, right on. So I guess with that, uh, here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Uh, it also bears mentioning that as I was grilling hamburgers and then eating hamburgers for dinner... Um, I had a couple of Coors Lights, so I'm oh nice. So nice. so I'm hydrated. I can say that I'm hydrated. <laughs> well, it's important to hydrate before going into battle. Exactly right. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't want to don't want to be making that last um, final dash to enter this single combat, and then have your calf cramp up because because uh, <laughs> you didn't because because you didn't get enough electrolytes. In your uh, in your wine wine uh, uh, jug there, uh, but but okay. So Mark, we we are here. We have reconvened once again. Yes. Um, and last episode, part two, we ran through the entirety of the Iliad, uh, up through the death of Patroclus, the duel between Achilles and Hector, Hector's death, uh, the funeral games mm-hmm. for Hector, uh, Achilles fights a river. Um, all sorts, all sorts of things. Uh, Zeus, Zeus, uh, just gets 
done dirty literally uh by his <laughs> by his wife Hera there uh and uh and so and 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 even sweet old king priam um sneaks into the greek camp to reclaim the body of his son who alternatively achilles goes out and just continues to desecrate like hooks it up to the chariot again and drags it around but then the gods uh mm-hmm. uh re the body uh, and they agree, they agree to an 11 day truce so that, um, Hector can be given the proper fu- funeral rites. And thus was the funeral of, uh, Hector, the tamer of, ho- of horses. And that's where we left off. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to pick up here 11 days later, Hector, oh, tamer of horses is now buried and the people of Troy, as I'm sure you can imagine, Josh are not in the best of spirits. Mm-hmm. Priam is essentially joe biden at this point and um <laughs> that is he's now stuck with hunter i mean paris that is that's right 100 percent accurate 100 percent accurate <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> um further odysseus being the you know odysseus of the many ways he has already kind of infiltrated into the like network of less than less than good trojans and he's got ears all around the town yep. so he's got to tap into the main line um aeneas the prince is still alive in troy but he's not part of prime's bloodline and prime doesn't trust him so he doesn't get to be king right and things are bleak in troy yes we have we we started off like the events leading to the war and the first nine years of the war we're in this one lost epic poem the cypria um we talked a little bit about that. Uh, next, we're and, and like I said, we we just covered the Iliad. So now we are in this next um, epic poem that that is that is lost out of the cycle here, um, called the uh, Aethiopis, which is attributed to one uh, Arctinus of Miletus. We don't know if okay, we don't know if that's an actual dude who or if it's if he actually wrote this thing. That's just what ancient scholars have told us. Um, and, uh, uh, the Iliad had 24 books, 24 chapters. Uh, the Aethiopis only has five by comparison. So slowly, but surely we're just kind of chugging our way along through, through this long epic tradition, um, Mm -hmm. telling the, telling the story there. But, uh, but yeah, so just a little, you know, for you, for you, uh, uh, philological nerds who are following along here, there's your, uh, shout out for the Aethiopis. (laughs) <laughs> I used uh, the Wikipedia. Yes. Well, that too. <laughs> uh, there's lots of there's lots of marginalia in there. There you is know, a lot yeah, of citations truly. needed, and <laughs> <laughs> but also that's like more appropriate than I think meets the eye because you know, like you click on a link, uh, hoping that you, that you can find something, but that's dead. It's not going anywhere. It's you get an error. 404 and boy howdy isn't that pretty much the exact same feeling of i'm sure many of these classic scholars and philologists throughout time like son of a bitch like i have this document that's alluding to another thing but we don't have that other thing this sucks <laughs> citation needed is modern day's version of um it came to me in a dream yeah that's how right I know this exactly history. well and then and then going back to the uh wikipedia like edit page then you see the different people arguing like oh well it should be this or oh it should be that and there's that one 
kind of loser guy who's like, I I corrected the it apostrophe s to its no apostrophe because it's possessive. Like that's literally what all these like scholars and uh, people who would write in, in in the margins would do. All these copyists, you know, they think like, oh, actually, you know, here's how. This is what this word word should mean. Um, so yeah, like having like consulting Wikipedia, uh, while it may seem kind of facetious, is a hundred percent appropriate in like tracing the scholarship of things. Uh, so look at that, man. We're we're still living in Homer's world. <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> um, meanwhile, back on the beach, the Greeks are kind of seeing that like the end is here question mark mm-hmm. but they're not gonna go like out and seek you know glory right. um episode one we talked a lot about you know how how menelaus sat on the beach for nine years and angrily edged. <laughs> yeah um episode two was you know he finally got his nut and i titled this one post nut thoughts <laughs> right no i think that's appropriate yeah Achilles got his revenge nut off and he doesn't really seem to care about the war anymore he's never cared about the war to be fair he followed Agamemnon because that that's like what his job was he was kind of pressed into service to follow but like he doesn't have a problem with the Trojans he he, he doesn't care Um, and there's also this general sense of it's been 10 years we're still here what are we doing coming out of the Greeks so nobody's like that apt to just you know try and go storm the gates of Troy for the 9,000th time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's the, yeah, the closer you get to the finish line, the the harder it is, the more you start to kind of question how you got here in the first place and why you're doing this. And I am only talking about this uh, Trojan War, not at all what it's like finishing my dissertation uh, in my final semester. <laughs> no, nothing like that. I've, I haven't had any moments of... Uh, post prospectus clarity and said like yeah but why am i here <laughs> and my name is mark and i am a wizard. My name is mark and <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the city of troy the situation is getting worse like it's not getting any better mm-hmm. but there's a couple weird false hope starts josh that Maybe just maybe there's there, there's going to be a ringer that shows up. And that's kind of what the people of Troy are relying on, like literally divine intervention. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman shows up with a case of N15s and they just go to town in the Greek, something like that. <laughs> right, right. They don't get Superman, but they do get a guy named Memnon from Ethiopia. They do. And that is one of the reasons why this little epic poem is uh, titled The Ethiopist. Because, yeah, he, he and his... He and his gang roll up uh, from Africa. And th- there is a, you, you know, we, 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 we kind of hinted about this uh, last episode talking about sexuality. Like, we really cannot project our modern understanding of sexuality backwards to the Greeks. It just doesn't work like that. Um, and then same with race. Because I know there's a lot of people who are like, ah, finally, we get some, like, representation here um, of, mm. like, of, of, of Africa. Um here in this poem and it's like yes but let's hold our horses here because again it wasn't quite it, it's it's not quite the same as like yeah what okay all right listeners drink again because josh is going to be hacky um hack 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 it's not exactly the same as in wasn't it avengers civil war when uh T'Challa shows up as Black Panther and people are like, yeah, finally. 
It's not quite the same. Oh, yeah. It's it's not like that. This is not the Black Panther you're looking for. This is for. not the Black like, Panther. That's yeah. what you're hoping for. Yeah. Cause we so, do so not really do quick, that let's here. talk about Yeah. Let's talk about Ethiopia really quick. It's not Ethiopia, Northern Africa. It's Ethiopia, yes. North Africa. So yes. this dude could be like actually Northern African Ethiopian, mm-hmm. maybe. Um he could be um Egyptian, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah. He could be um maybe Oh, what do they say? Not Kushite, the other one. Oh, uh, he Nubian starts. No, maybe he could be Nubian. Sure, mm-hmm. out of Africa, but there's one that starts with a K, and I just can't. Can Canaanite? Canaanite? Uh, the not K- the Jewish one. Okay. The other one. Yeah, not the other one. The, uh, the, the, the not that. It's the other. It doesn't matter. It, he could be a number. Mm-hmm. Another thing we need to talk about with Me- with Memnon here, and that. According to Greek poets, his father was a guy named uh, Tythonos, mm-hmm. and he was stolen from Troy by the goddess of Don Eos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, his his mother and or adoptive mother, uh, yeah, is is Eos, who is yeah the goddess of Don. Yeah. So if you were reading the Iliad, and I think this I think this tends to happen more in the Odyssey, listeners, every time that you read about rosy fingered Don stretching out, that that's her. That's her. So she's a lesbian. Maybe. I, I mean, again, Mark, we just talked about... Rosy-fingered Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> just talked about we can't Sorry. project our sexuality back. Um, <laughs> but no, that's good. They're Greeks. They're literally all gay. I'm just yeah, going to call true. it now. You're gay. I'm gay. We're all gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's the bit like in Act 1 and Thetis goes, you know, Achilles, you could just sleep with a woman and get it out of your system. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um. So Memnon is this really cool, like, parallel to Achilles because he's, mm-hmm. you know, this great, powerful warlord from a mystic land. Mm-hmm. And he's also, you know, he, he he's like, if his dad is Trojan, then that gives him, like, that good home field advantage. But also, his mother was either a god or, or, or a goddess, mm-hmm. or he's the adopted child therein, but he's still got the special treatment. So you get this cool, like, hell yeah, dog. Yeah. Memnon's here. He's going to liberate us. And then he goes out and meets Achilles in um, open or on in single combat, and is prom- promptly murdered because, I guess, water beats dawn. <laughs> I guess. Well, and Memnon also has a set of armor crafted by Hephaestus. Mm. That's it. That's right too. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. I apologize. No, no, yeah. no, no. See, so, so yeah, he is sort of he. He is. I, I mean, absolutely. Hector is a foil to Achilles. Memnon is a foil to Achilles. I, I mean, you can take any character and really like sort of like Ajax, you know, you, you could take any character and say like, oh, yeah, he look at how he's juxtaposed with Achilles here. But I think Memnon, like you're saying, because, uh, yeah, he has at least some divine parentage. Um, yeah, he's rolls up in like <laughs> the same type of armor made by Hephaestus, you know, like I could see them walking up like, damn, man, that's some sweet army got there. I was just going to tell you that's some sweet armor. So yeah, they are like Greek Trojan mirrors of each other. Um, um, well, and I think it's also worth noting that Memnon, before he faces off with Achilles, um, uh, he kills Antilochus, who oh yes, yes. Uh, was a son of Nestor, and wasn't he also in the foot race? I think he he was in the foot race with um, um, Odysseus and uh, the son of a bitch Ajax, not the cool one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. But um, uh, but but anyway, yeah. So so they face off and um, yeah, just chalk another. One. Well, okay. There's also 
Um, it, I, I don't know if you if you had this later. And again, you know, chronology doesn't quite work the same. Um, so Achilles has been racking up some pretty impressive kills here. He gets Hector. He gets uh-huh. Memnon. Um, he mm-hmm. also gets another kind of noteworthy kill here, um, uh, which is... Are you going to talk about Penthesilea? Which I am going to talk about, yes. Penthesilea? Penthesilea? I only read it. I, I just Again. I just said it how it sounds in yeah, my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I prefer to not say Penthesilea because it makes me think of like, ah, oh, yes, the Amazon queen of penicillin yeah, or... <laughs> made of an old sandwich. She has come to drive out the Greek infection. Yeah, yeah it's uh, penicillin plus mesothelioma. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Nestor with mesothelioma. <laughs> if, if you or a loved one has suffered the wrath of Penthesilea, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> <laughs> uh because yes so the trojans like you're saying too they're they're um uh uh singing that that classic 80s song i need a hero and not just hector because he's dead and now also memnon uh but penthesilea and the amazons roll in from the north and they're gonna uh uh kick ass and take names but then they, yeah, she but then yeah, she, she runs, rolls in with twelve of her warriors. Yeah, yeah. but then she runs yeah. smack into Achilles. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the idea that they're Amazons, so they ride as like mounted combat. Mm-hmm. And to the Greeks and the Trojans, this is just like wait, 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 wait. You can ride these fucking things yeah. too. That's cheating. And you know, it's the Amazons. <laughs> like they, they're literally like you know, running, gu- drive by shooting. Like that's yeah. how they're going to win the war with twelve Amazons. Is just mm-hmm. drive by shooting. Right. Right. And the Greeks are floored by like, wait, you can ride a horse? Yeah, like we and, well, and, fire a bow. And, and I guess we kind of glossed over that um, in the Iliad too. Like, yes, they have chariots, but they just basically right. like use the chariot. Like, they're, they're not riding. They're riding the chariots into battle, but more just like as an Uber. Like, they're not like leveraging the fact that they have these chariots with this extra momentum um, to like spear dudes. Like, no, they like. Harness up the chariot, roll onto the planes of battle, and then step out. It's like no, like it's you're kind of missing the point here, guys. They're not just like a lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so so yeah, so the Amazon warriors are mounted and very skillful, uh, and yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're they're wrecking things. But then of course you run into this wall that is yes. uh, swift-footed Achilles. Um, yeah, um, he kills the Amazon queen, uh, stabs her off her horse, and then as she's falling, he catches her, and this is where it gets into the Wikipedia territory, and you're just not sure. Yeah. And so um, it gets into, her helmet comes off, and either Achilles instantly falls in love with her, mm-hmm. breaks down crying because he just killed the finest woman he's ever gonna meet ever again. Like, yeah. if there's one woman that can handle Achilles, that would be it's her. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be her. And then, no, it doesn't work. So he breaks down crying. Um, or he goes, nah, man, bitches ain't shit. I don't know. I don't care. And, you know, continues murdering. Or or he pulls a Ted Bundy and falls in love with her and then rapes her corpse. Yeah. That was one I also read. Yeah. I'm like, okay, either way, either way, we're going to focus on the first and the third. Because Achilles falls in love. And it's witnessing Achilles falling in love that puts an idea into Joe Pryon Biden's head. <laughs> Yeah, well, and this is also a very famous uh, a scene that gets depicted in a lot of Greek uh, uh, vase painting. There, there, there's so many paintings of Achilles and Penthesilea fighting, Achilles killing Penthesilea, 
perhaps even Achilles doing things he shouldn't do to Penthesilea's body. It's it's a very well known yeah kind of a, a image from from this lost epic poem. Yeah, I encourage you guys to go look it up. It's kind of neat. Yeah, um, Priam gets an idea. He realizes that Achilles is still a mortal man, and all mortal men can do what Josh. That's right, get horny. <laughs> But then, but then he also realizes he can get sad because he heard about Achilles crying when he murdered the Amazon. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. And then Priam realizes that according to Homer, or this is backed up by Homer, I have countless daughters. True. Yeah. And so last week where Agamemnon played um, Let's Make a Deal, uh, Bronze Age Greece edition, now Priam is going to play The Bachelor. (laughs) And he's going to pawn off one of his daughters onto Achilles. And he needs to think about this. He's got to do a lot of mental gymnastics here. Um, And he comes down to two possible choices. There's the um, super hot but also super bipolar Cassandra who was cursed by Apollo after she rejected his advances and now just, like, spouts the wrong – she spouts – she spouts prophecy, but it's the wrong type of prophecy. Well, yeah, it's, you just don't know if it's real or not. Like she just says she's literally crazy. Yeah, she 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 can prophesy. She can see the future, and, but but she's just never believed. And people, yeah, either like it comes across like garbled, or they just out and out like so like oh whatever you know you're just wailing. Um, so yeah, Cassandra is a very is a very very sad story. Uh, but yes, he. It, Prime is, is thinking like, well, here here's option number one. Maybe we could do maybe we could do something with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Cassandra's the saddest one in the entire goddamn it's story. Super, yeah. Her like her and Patroclus really just mm-hmm. two people that didn't do anything wrong and yeah really got punished. Yeah. yeah. Or he's got Polyzena, this hot pert seventeen year old daughter. And also, Priam's still kind of like an old buddy of Achilles, so he can, you know, clandestinely dispatch a messenger from Troy in the middle of the night to Achilles' tent down on the end of the beach and go, meet me here at this um, temple, and we need to talk. Mm -hmm. And so Achilles rolls to a temple. It's a temple for Athena, right? Or is it Apollo? It could be Apollo. I think it... I I don't know if it matters Yeah, and it may not matter too much. Yeah. I also am way too apt to draw the symbolism between, like, what teams everybody's playing with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. Cause I, if, like, uh, of course you wouldn't go to the Temple of Apollo because then he'd shoot you as soon as you walked in, but, I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Okay, no, it looks like it is Apollo. Okay, yeah, so, I thought it was Apollo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... Um, Achilles goes to this meeting in the middle of the night. He strips down his armor because you're not allowed to wear armor into a temple. Um, it's a big no-no. And he walks in and sees uh, Priam and his super hot 17-year-old daughter. And we don't know how she feels about this because she's a woman in Bronze Age Greece. Bronze Age Greece so who cares? We didn't bother to ask. But there's a there's a fourth person in that room, isn't there, buddy? Ah, uh, there is. There is. Gosh darn it, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hiding behind a tapestry is Paris. Yeah. He takes, so he shoots at Achilles with his bow. Remember, Paris sucks at anything that is supposed to be military at anything at all. Um, he takes his bow, goes to shoot, totally misses. But in missing, he actually rolled a nat 20 and hit Achilles in the one spot where he could be injured. 
And we all remember that as the little portion on his left ankle yep. from where his mom held him up when she dipped him in the river, into the river sticks. Um, and suddenly there it is. Achilles gets shot in his Achilles heel. And he sees Paris and he, you know, says, hey, fuck you, buddy. You're going to die by a bow, too. I, Achilles casts his own prophecy mm-hmm. and says you're going to die by the bow. Um, and then he wanders out and tries to get back to the Greek line and dies in the Trojan plain. And, oh, look, Josh, it's time to drink because we just fulfilled a prophecy where Achilles died on the Trojan plane. There is drink. As we mentioned, too, there are, there are many variants. There are lots of variant myths, um, sort of like different ways of, like, the, and, and I remember, I forget which of our episodes this was, but but I do remember talking about this idea of, like, there are certain kind of, like, set-in-stone details, like Hector dying, Achilles dying. Um, right. But but then where the variations come in is like how you get from A to B to C. Um, which is, which is yeah, so like there are some... Because uh, I think in the Aethiopis, um, I think... Penth- I think Achilles pil- kills Penthesilea first, then he kills Memnon. Uh, he's chasing the Trojans back to the gate... To, oh, to the walls, yeah, and the gods just snipe him. You're yeah, right, and yeah. and and kind of like, in a way, kind of that 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 mirrors uh, Patroclus. It is like okay, like don't like don't go all the way to the gate, and it's when he's outside of the gate that that's when Paris, uh, guided by the hand of Apollo, uh, shoots him. And then there's a huge, just like we saw with Patroclus too. There's a huge battle. That follows about getting Achilles' bodies back um, to the Greek camps, and who are the two figures? I mean, all these heroes are dropping left and right. So now, who are the two best Greek heroes who fight and scrap and ultimately succeed in getting Achilles back? Who are those two that have maybe been beefing for a little while now? Yes, that is. Ajax the Great and Odysseus, but they do it. They they Woo-woo. they get his body back, um, and more funeral games ensue. Uh, and crucially, uh-huh. there's this idea of like, okay, well, uh, with Patroclus's funeral games, Achilles was you know fliffing out all of his war booty left and right. Uh, but this is like this is like top tier stuff. I mean, this is literally uh, 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 crafted by the god of workmanship this this like cherry armor and a sweet ass shield so who's that gonna go to and again man d- ah dang it cur i ah, curse the day i was born <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean who does it go to um number one there's a bit in there where thetis goes and petitions the olympian gods and goes hey I'm having my son's funeral games, anything you want to give up. And they're like, oh, yeah, here, whatever, take these trinkets. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the the prize to win, you're right, is Achilles' armor and his shield. So 17 days worth of games are staged. Mm-hmm. Um, we know this per the Odyssey. And I'm calling it Honor Mania. <laughs> because in researching this, I realized something. Agamemnon isn't problematic. Agamemnon is, in fact, Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That is so good. That's such a good analogy to make. Oh my god, that's amazing. Thank you. That's so good. That's so good. Um, So you already called it, yeah, the the grand prize is the shield and armor. 
and Odysseus and Ajax are set for the uh, the heavyweight championship of Honor Mania, and it's placed onto Aga McMahon <laughs> to set the terms of competition. And he realizes I need to be kind of clever about this, mm-hmm. and like I need to know who's gonna win. And Ajax is a great dude, but at the end of the day, a strong guy isn't as valuable as a smart guy. Yeah. So he basically says the 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 terms of con or, or the the type of com- contest is gonna be a slam poetry contest on the beach, judged by the applause of your peers. Ajax is slighted his honor. Also, Ajax is Agamemnon's new bitch. Yeah. Where it was Achilles, who he was there to take all of his honor from. Now, now it's Ajax, and he's totally slighted. Um, and they have a rap battle, and that's why I texted you this morning and yeah. said, do you think we can ride a rap battle for this? And then I realized, no, no, you just deadlifted too much weight, yeah. and you can't see straight. You're being a little weird. <laughs> you got pump Arestia going on, buddy. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but you're exactly right. There is some... Okay, and again, this this is just this works so perfectly in so many different ways. Like a big kind of debate through mythological Greece, through the Age of Heroes, through uh, the Archaic Age, through classical Athens. There was such a huge kind of debate between words and deeds, logos and ergon, like talking the talk or walking the walk. And we see that yet again represented in Odysseus and Ajax because Odysseus is wily. He's he's a crafty guy. You know, the previous two episodes, we've talked about all of his scheming, sometimes with a negative connotation, but also sometimes with a positive connotation. He's a smart guy. He's the one that goes to Achilles to try and like talk him down and see like, look, Agamemnon's offering you all this stuff. So he is very much a man of words and persuasion. He is the Logos. And then you have Ajax, this big, lovable, dumb jobber. That's that's what he is. He just goes in, punches and punches out, stabs in, stabs out. And so he is the Aragon. He is after, like I mentioned last episode, he is after Achilles, the second best of the Greeks. Um, yes. and who should, I mean, if you're going to give a suit of armor and a shield, does it make sense to give it to just some diplomat who talks or does it make sense to give a guy who's going to be on the front lines and fighting? And when it doesn't go to Ajax, um, when he's not chosen for this kind of like, you know, think back to the wrestling, um, portion of Patroclus's funeral games. Think back to a couple other instances, this kind of rivalry has been building for some time. Um, and this is it. This is the final insult to him. And he says, fuck all y'all. I'm I'm Telamonian Ajax. Um, and also Athena may have helped Odysseus uh, in this rap battle too. Because of course, because again, go back to the foot race. She helped him win that foot race too. Because he, right. he's, right. he, he's her little boy toy. Um, so yeah. What the <laughs> shit, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so basically Ajax stands up and goes, my name is Ajax, and I'm here to say I got lots of muscles in a major way. <laughs> and then Achilles, and then uh, Achilles, and then Odysseus just slams him, just, you know, he's got, like, the flow going, he's Eminem, he's B-Rabbit in 8 Mile, and just talks about how smart he is and all the good shit he did and how he tricked, you know, Achilles in the first place, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Ajax gets really embarrassed and runs out of the rap battle. And then, again, this is where we get into our, like, 
what happened territory, mm-hmm. he either is, uh, he either goes out on the beach and commits suicide by falling on the sword that Hector gave him yeah. after their day of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes crazy, pulls a, pulls a Hercules, goes crazy and imagines that he's like killing his, uh, Greek kinsmen. And really they're just like livestock, but he's like, oh shit, this is, this is more than I can handle. And he kills himself or, and this is my favorite per Wikipedia. This is the, um, I had it in a dream bit because yeah. it still didn't have a, a citation, <laughs> but he is uh, he's set upon by a band of Trojans who smother him in clay, and oh. they bury him in clay and kind of turn him into a living statue, and he dies there on the beach of starvation and exhaustion. Oh shoot! Okay. Um. Either way, and again, this didn't have a citation, so I don't know if it's right or not. But that's my favorite. Yeah. But I also like how Ajax is also Ernest Hemingway, and the only thing that can kill Ernest Hemingway is Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. Um, either way, Ajax is dead, and now we get a tunnel shift, Josh. Um, this, per, per Hesiod, this moment of Ajax dying is the signal of the end, the age of strength of bronze men, and it becomes the age of iron, the clever men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's such a compelling little scene there, and, uh, this, or should I say, one of these takes on Ajax's death, um, is in Sophocles' tragedy titled Ajax, um, which is which is really which is great. Uh, listeners, go go read it, or even better if you can find. I don't know if maybe there's a maybe there's a, a, a video of a performance of Ajax. Um, it's it's super it's super compelling that yeah, and in the Sophoclean version, it is he he has been um, insulted for the last time and. In his mind, he's going to go out and he's going to kill Odysseus and Agamemnon and Menelaus. Because, like, those are the three people responsible for, for this indignity that brought him all the way out here but kept passing him over. So he thinks he's killing them, but Athena puts him under a spell, clouds his mind. And, yes, and he ends up, like, slaughtering a bunch of cattle and some of the, like, cattle herd uh, uh, rancher dudes. And then he's like, "All right, I'm I'm over this." And I, the like getting buried alive in clay is pretty sweet. I I kind of like the version uh, that happens in Sophocles' play where he takes Hector's sword um, and sticks it in the soil and then falls on it because again, like like, like yeah. that's him too. Like he's like, no, like if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die in combat. And the closest thing I could get to that is with my enemy's sword, but but really he was more of a friend. Like this enemy was more of a friend to me than my quote unquote allies here. Um, when I was doing the the Bada uh, Greek theater study abroad last summer, I I was assigned this monologue uh, from Ajax, and I was just I was I was just so so. So like honored because it's like yeah this 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 fucking guy I love this guy <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah but um but yes and so but also as you're saying too this definitely marks a turning point where we are out of the age where you know like buff Achilles uh, he he was leading the day and then Ajax uh, trying to like follow his place but but this is this is the end of an era. Yeah, it's an end of an era. It's a tonal shift. Um, speaking of which, we are now into season, uh, I guess you can call it season 12, uh, or season 11 of uh, Jersey Shore Trojan War <laughs> Edition. 
Um, most of the OG cast is gone. Yep. There's a few, you know, diehards that were on there in the beginning that know they're going to get their own show when it's over. <laughs> Odysseus. <laughs> um, and without the fresh material of Homer from the Iliad, we kind of get writers falling into a George R. R. Martin hole where nobody knows what the hell's going on. Yeah. But what we think we know is something like this. The people of Troy have now raised up Paris as their champion. He killed the dread Achilles, the, the, the greatest warrior of the ancient world. He killed him, so now he is super fit to take on his role as protector of the city, which he does multiple times a day by taking his two stupid lances, putting on his leopard skin, and walking along the walls and screaming that he's just the greatest. He's just the bee's knees. <laughs> But Josh, it wasn't just Paris that was, you know, the savior of all of Troy. They had their own other stupid little MacGuffin. They did. In the uh, Palladium. Right. Well, yeah, this is also, I, I also, so, so again, because a lot of these poems are, are lost, it's hard to exactly tell when the narrative breaks off from one and starts with the other. But I think it's fair to say that, listeners, we are now firmly into the Little Iliad, the most imaginative title <laughs> for for a sequel but this this epic is attributed i I mean it's a whole bunch of people uh it's been variously uh said to be the work of uh leskes of pyrrha uh kenathon of sparta diodorus of erythrae uh thestorides of uh focusi or even homer screw it go back to homer maybe he wrote the little iliad um uh, but this is this is Homer's George Lucas moment when he's like, is. I should write the sequels. It is, and we'll put we'll put CGI uh, uh, Banthas in <laughs> by the Scamander <laughs> River. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, like the Scamander <laughs> River. And instead of you know some dude in a Scottish accent, um, <laughs> it's he like a CGI. The, it's a CGI. The river bad man. CGI. River. It's a bad CGI river man. And I bet it still looks better than the Flash. <laughs> it still looks better than the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, you know, Xbox 360 looked better than the Flash. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, okay, so so yeah, but now we get all sorts of little, I guess, MacGuffins too. Because yes, there's the Palladium. There's some other sort of like, oh, I'm Calchus the Seer who told you to kill your daughter. Um, hey, I, I, now I just realized here's the like grocery store checklist of like four things you have to do um, in order to finally take Troy. But yes, Mark, you were introducing one of those the Palladium. What what is that? What is that? Um, so the Palladium is a wooden idol. It's a little tiny wooden relic that fell out of the sky, and it is in the like- likeness of Athena. Uh, the people of Troy put it up in her temple, and they said that, and it was said that as long as the Palladium was in Troy, then the city couldn't be taken. Um, but it's also why is it called the Palladium? Why is that such a cool name? Or not cool name, but. We're about to get stupid here because the the fucking teamsmanship of gods. Mm-hmm. Well, for Pallas Athena, yeah, exactly. It's her thing. It's but 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 Josh, I thought that Athena was was on the side of the Greeks this whole time. Yeah, I, I thought so too. <laughs> and instead, we got her token of never die. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and you're right. There is this is where it splits, but I kind of need to split and then. Sp- Resplit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Odysseus is put in is like now named like the commander of the Greek forces. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he decides that you know this is now post World War II and we have a need for a CIA, so he puts the CIA hat on and gets to work. And part of this new plan number one is to steal the uh, Palladium. 
So he and Diomedes jewel heist themselves into the Trojan sewers, uh, disguised as beggars, and they steal it. Because we remember that he was in the walls of Troy 10 years ago during that initial peace conference. So he kind of got to map out the area, Mm -hmm. and there's no new expansion. Um, now by this 10th year too, so once they got the Palladium, this is what you're talking about, Josh, um, the seer Chalcus, Calcus, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, whatever. He also says that he's gotten more crap, um, <laughs> that you need the bow of Hercules or Heracles to bring down the city of Troy. All right. And, and, and Odysseus realized, wait a minute. I know that guy. He also knows that he needs to remove Trojan leadership. And in this, it's Paris the fuckboy. And he goes, hey, I might think I have the perfect guy for this. If we're setting up a heist movie, we see Odysseus get into a ship and drive down to the island of Lemnos to kill two birds with one stone. Josh, who's on the island of Lemnos? Because what happened to him? All the way back in episode one, uh, dear sweet Philoctetes didn't do anything wrong except get bit by a snake and then have his foot just turn rancid and nasty. <laughs> just all the little... Okay, we got to get the Palladium back. Check. We got to get the bow of Hercules back. Check. Um, we also need to get... Okay, so Achilles has died, but also flashback yep. to episode one uh when uh uh he was on the isle of oh fuck i just skiros 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 and he hooked up with uh one of the princesses there and had a kid we need that kid we need that kid now so <laughs> yeah yeah we we this is season 11 god damn it the star is gone we got to get replacements we got stand-ins and so donald glover is gone <laughs> now you get the dude from breaking bad who's pissy and Keith David. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. Um, and so these events, sort of both of these events, the um, recruitment of Achilles' son, variously called Neoptolemus, or sometimes Pyrrhus, um, and the recovery of the bow of Heracles, and I guess Philoctetes, I mean, it doesn't say him, it says the bow. These are also both <laughs> um, uh, detailed in another Sophoclean tragedy, Philoctetes. <laughs> um, so, okay, all right. So, Palladium, check. They also get the bones of uh, Palos. And also, yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, this is like... Because we, we need those two, I guess. I don't... This is like... The bow I get. The boy I yeah. get. The bones, mm-hmm. not so much. This is literally like you're trying to do some some home renovation project. You know, like, all right, you know, the toilet's been kind of leaky... Just got to get a new O-ring. This will be fine. So you make one trip over to Home Depot, and then you make it back. It's like, oh, wait. uh, Actually, these bolts are stripped. So, I mean, it's going to leak anyway if I don't replace these. So you make a second trip to Home Depot, and then you're back home again. And then you're like, son of a bitch. No, it's the ball cock. That's what it is. So you're doing all these goddamn trips to Home Depot. And just like, when is this going to end? That's kind of the that's kind of the what I get about the little Iliad. <laughs> yeah, it kind of seems like that. And then it's also like the story of how hard the dad had to, you know, what a bad time the dad had it going back and yeah. forth to Home Depot and <laughs> you know, no, nah, I built this Trojan horse and it's this high and it holds a hundred men. Right, okay. right. Well yeah, yeah, that's right. it. And yeah. like all of his college buddies who Yeah, yeah like would have been who like were like a carpenter or like a plumber, like they've all moved to other towns. Like they're they're not there with me, so he's having to like kind of do this all on his own. Yeah, that's exactly. 
<laughs> but Mark, we have all the MacGuffins. We have all the yes. things. We're back here on the plains of Troy. And here's the fu- what's the fu- the final piece, man? The final piece that we need in order to end the siege, break this goddamn thing. What is it? Well, if you don't mind, I would like to totally put a pause on the action and talk about uh, Neo Neo Ptolemus. Yes, Neo- absolutely. What did you call him? What was the short name you gave him? Because uh, that one's fucking hard. It's also Pyrrhus. Because Pyrrhus, we're going to call him Pyrrhus. Yeah. We're going to say Pyrrhus here because because Pyrrhus is easier to say than Neo. Ptolemus. Yeah, because when Achilles, Ptolemaeus. yeah, because when Achilles was kind of hidden as a as a young girl, uh, he was given the fake name Pyrrha because he apparently had kind of like fire. Oh. Yeah, because he apparently had kind of like fire oh, red okay. hair. I think okay. so. Yeah, it's like Pyrrhus, son of Pyrrha, aka Achilles. So, so that's another one. But also, Neoptolemus means new warrior. Like Neo means new, and then Ptolemus. Pt- Pterodactyl. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Pater, get to the Pater. I remember. Um, yeah, so he shows up. He shows up with Odysseus. And they roll into... And so there's um, a, a war meeting between Agamemnon and his men. And instead, Pyrrhus just rolls in, flops his dick out and goes, Behold his eye, the son of Achilles. He's <laughs> six foot twenty, just like his daddy. <laughs> like body made out of just... Yeah. Beaten bronze, mm-hmm. shining like the sun, yep. come gutters for days, just yes. like Dad had. <laughs> Agamemnon is floored by it, and he goes, I am the son of Achilles. I was told that you would all wait for me here. Who will present me with my honor? And he looks at Agamemnon and goes, hey, you there. You should have my armor, right? Go fucking get it. Yeah. And um, it's at this moment that, like, everybody's kind of weird about, well, what's going on? And then he grabs a sword and goes, I am the son of Achilles. And if any man here wants to test my martial prowess, let him do it. Yeah. And they'll kind of realize suddenly, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Achilles was like 28 when he died. This dude looks like he's in his 20s. Yes. There's no way that like eight-year-old Achilles fathered this kid. But instead of what they kind of realize is like, well, now now hang on. It was Achilles. He is a half, you know, immortal. <laughs> yep. Or, you know, he's half deity. Um, the, we all know the stories about how legendarily horny he is. And then they, and then Odysseus even goes, you know, remember when we went and picked him up off Skiros and he was hanging out with those, uh, other three daughters, the timing's right. That's about 12 years now. And everyone's like, oh, shit. So you have the man-child yeah. of Pyrrhus now. And and now here he is. And now it's kind of scary because he's this, like, big swinging dick of Achilles. Yeah. But he's 12. And Agamemnon gets scared and realizes, well, I pissed off Achilles twice. And we all know how badly that went. Right. And Odysseus goes, hey, number one, Agamemnon doesn't have your dad's armor, but I do. Mm-hmm. Let's go get it. Number two, you just want to bunk with me for the next couple nights, dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so he pals around, and the 12-year-old kid goes, look, this older male is taking interest in me, and I have father issues. And Mark takes a drink <laughs> because he knows that feeling all too fucking well. Well, and, and, and there is. There is. It's, it's very easy for us in our sort of modern scientific brains to yeah sit down and try to do the math about like okay well how old was Achilles when he was on Skiros how many years have lapsed into the Trojan War how old should Neoptolemus be but also just don't think too much about it like like just just like okay no and, and exactly like it's also perfectly acceptable to fall back on like well Achilles was like a demigod and so 
Neoptolemus would be a quarter god. But yeah, so but 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 again, you're right. So like that's also an easy idea to say, like, well, no, they're like half divine or like a quarter divine, so they just grow up faster. Um What are the yeah, what's in the drinking water there on Skiros that uh yeah, he's twelve years old and six foot eight fucking killing for fun. Um so uh so so yeah, I that can trick some people up, but again, just just don't just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. It's fine. He's there. All of the thing, all of the pieces are are in place. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, maybe we'll finally, maybe we'll finally have uh, the 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 end game, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> all the pieces are lining up into place. Yes, now, have, now, now, Josh. Now we can go back. Meanwhile, back at the beach. Yeah, we have for the third time this episode. We have assembled all of the. Infinity MacGuffins into the gauntlet of Agamemnon, <laughs> and he's. I summon Exodia. I summon Exodia. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Oh god! <laughs> the fruit of Achilles' loins. I summon Ex- Exodia. <laughs> now I know what we're all wanting here is to talk about the last piece of the puzzle but before we do that we got another piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. that we got to talk about that's another piece of the puzzle that isn't a metaphor for super saiyan kids in bronze age (laughs) greece instead it is what you got in your wizard's cup is or is it anything or mug is anything different or is it the same just rocking that wine uh yeah still still sticking with the with the red wine um so okay yes got the bow of heracles got the palladium uh got the bones of pelops because we need those Got Neoptolemus, refilled the wizard's mug. And Mark, I know I'm I I already kind of like blew my load early. I have not been like Menelaus able to edge for <laughs> nine, nine and a half years. I know I I I I prematurely mentioned this, but can we can we finally? Well, no, okay, no, we can't even do that yet because what's in your wizard's mug? <laughs> Took a page out of your book, and I'm drinking a ranch water hard seltzer. But this is a Topo Let's Chico go. Ranch Water Hard Seltzer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've had those. I think I've had the Topo Chico brand. Um, yeah. A little sweet for my taste, if I remember. But okay, eh, that's okay. Right on. Well, that's okay. Well, here's here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. Calchus, have we finally got everything? Have we got everything, Calchus? Any more? Want me to dry clean your uh, chiton too? <laughs> <laughs> so i know you want to get to this trojan horse but instead i gotta be a real fuck boy <laughs> and say what if we killed paris on top of the wall because by the way we didn't also only bring you know the son of achilles we also brought that og buddy of heracles philoctetes and he's yeah. the he's the world's greatest archer where paris can't hit to save his life well philoctetes yeah. can and using the bow of heracles and the poison tipped arrow he totally yeah. shoots paris as one day as he's patrolling the walls in his leopard skin cloak with his little spears and yelling about what a great guy is nails him in the yeah. shoulder don't worry it's a non-fatal wound but paris says oh god oh god it hurts so bad yeah because it's poison yeah. josh that fucking arrow is poisoned and now paris mm-hmm. is gonna die but it's okay because we get our second or maybe third call back of the night. The one person that can save Paris is his super hot ex, Ione. Oh, yes. 
That's true. This this mountain nymph uh, to whom he was happily married on Mount Ida uh-huh. threw it all away. Threw it all away. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this is again where we split. It's either Helen um, on behalf of Paris travels up to Ida to Ione and asks her to come back down to Troy to heal him. Or, or, and this is the one that I like better, and I think this is the, uh, this is the one I like better, Paris does it. Paris goes up, and he begs Ione for some help. And this is her response um, from the, paraphrased from the post-Homerica. Thou comest unto me, thou, who didst leave erewhile a wailing wife and a desolate home. Go, lie laughing in her arms for bliss. She is better than thy true wife, is rumor saith immortal? Make haste to kneel to her, but not to me. Weep not to me, nor whimper pitiful prayers. Oh, that mine heart beat with a tigress strength, and that I might tear thy flesh and lap thy blood for all the pain thy folly brought unto me. Vile wretch, get thee hence away from my dwelling. Curse of gods and men, ye, for though thee, thou miscreant, sorrow came on deathless gods, for sons and sons' sons slain, hence from my threshold. To thine Helen go, agonize day and night beside her bed there whimper, pierced to the heart with cruel pangs, until she heal thee of thy grievous pain. That's so good. So That's good. so good. Like, yeah. It is. Oh. It, it's so... Okay, but yeah, so also, yes, so... Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, this comes from the post-Homerica, uh, or in its Greek title, Tameth Homeron. That does not mean Homer's uh, methamphetamines. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? But it means the things, the things after Homer, the things after Homer, Tameth Homeron, uh, by Quintus of Smyrna, third um, uh, century CE, and. I I love the fact that this story, this entire Trojan War story, is th- there. There are there. There is the idea of like the like purists, which is like no man, like Homer and all these lost epic poems or or uh, GTFO. But here's 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 a retelling of this story. Um, that's yeah in the two hundreds CE. So that's. What like a thousand years? So it's like a thousand years, but it's like yeah. adding details. It's it's adding extra details. It's so great. It's so stinking cool that like it's a it's a retelling, but in a way that incorporates elements from the original, adds new things, adds new details, all kind of ties in. Because um, yeah, that speech is Owenoe. Uh, oh man, or no, that's a different person. Owenone. Um, yeah, that's ah, it's so good. Yes. So stinking good. Yeah. I, it, yeah, it's great, and so she kicks his ass out, and then he dies, sad on the slopes of Mount Ida. <laughs> and I like to think that he's like laying there, and his life is like flashing before his eyes as he's like, you know, dying in pain. And he looks at a tree and goes, "Oh, dude, we smashed on that tree." And looks at a rock. "Oh, dude, we totally smashed on that rock." And he like looks at the river. "Oh, dude." We totally smashed in that river and realizes, like, how good life could have been and then just yeah. dies with the deepest regret. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's not an epic battle for Paris. It's weird. He's, like, the one big guy between him and Ajax. You don't get the epic battle for their body. 
because they kind of do it to yeah. themselves if you don't think about it too hard. Um, we don't know anything about Paris's funeral games, I don't think, correct? We just know that, what is it, yeah, he 12 just days of... passes, and then at some point, according to one source at least, um, Aoni jumps onto his funeral pyre because she's so racked with grief, and mm. she dies with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, again, there's, there's, there's several. Yeah, there's several different accounts of it. But, um, but yeah, he he does pass rather ignobly because um, everybody kind of realizes, like, yeah, man, this is all your fault. You look, man. You, like Athena was clearly the choice of like who you should have given the the apple of discord to. You know, like you, you should you should just done that. Would have been a smart guy. Could have ruled a thousand year Trojan Empire. Uh but no man, you're just thinking with your with your other head. There is a bit of an interesting kind of dilemma too, is like, well now what do you do with Helen? Because I mean like she was supposedly with Paris. She like remarried Paris, but now that he's dead, well right. what happens now? Uh and so two of Priam's other sons, Helenus and uh Daphobus have a little fight, have a little squabble about which of them uh, should rightfully get to marry the most beautiful woman in the her in the, in the world, mm-hmm. um, and that falls to Diphobus. Um, yeah, which because again, like Helen and Helenus, like get out of here. That's <laughs> that's stupid. You can't you can't get married like that. <laughs> Does not end well for Helen, though. No. Um, yeah, that's Diphobus is an ass. Like, in a story full of assholes, he's an asshole. All right, Josh. Now, now in our final... Now, now here we are. We have all the MacGuffins in place. (laughs) Paris is dead. Long live the Mm -hmm. fuck boy. Odysseus goes in to consult with his Scythians, I'm assuming here, and realizes that the gods are full of shit, man, because there's always a fucking loophole, dude. Like, what if, man, like, Troy can't be destroyed from the outside, but it can be destroyed from the inside, and that's when he realizes the plan. Josh, the plan. what's the yep. plan? What are we going to do here, buddy? Well, the plan is we are going to, again, it's a twofold plan. Um, number one, we're going to take all of our Greek ships and we're going to sail them sort of behind this little like cove here uh, and make it appear as though just as when, you know, we're standing there um, and uh, about to win, we are going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and we're going to sail back home to Greece. So they're going to give the appearance of that. Uh, and at the same time, they are going to leave as a sort of like consolation prize or like, hey, congratulations for finally winning. We are going to leave this giant uh, wooden horse because horses are maybe not sacred animals, but but they are, they are very important animals. Um, to the Trojans there, because remember Hector was the tamer of horses, tamer the breaker of horses. Of horses. Yeah. Uh, and so we were going to leave this here and thus, um, but inside, inside this giant wooden uh, construction, we are going to hide um, some of our, some of our choicest warriors, some of our strongest, most capable warriors. And so then when the Trojans bring this thing into the walls um, and have a big, Hey, the war's over party. Uh, v, V.I. Uh, victory in Ilion Day party. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Everyone's going to feast and drink and get drunk and fall asleep. The men inside the horse will escape, open up the gates. Uh, the Greeks will bring their ships back around from hidden behind, hidden from from hidden behind this coast mm-hmm. uh, cove, uh, and then all madness will break loose. You you might say that this will be the Ilio Persis, the <laughs> sack of Troy. <laughs> <laughs> um before that before before the sacatory though i want to talk about before the sacatory i want to yes. talk about the scene on the beach when the the horse is sitting right there yes because there are some again some just marvelous little exchanges here that that have been reproduced in very famous works of art if 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 if, if you're thinking of the things that i'm thinking of I think we might be. So number one, Odysseus okay. needs to plant a false flag. He does this through a guy named Sinon, exactly. who is the lyingest of the Greeks. He tells him about yep. their plan and says, this is what I need you to do. Agamemnon, he gets up and announces that Athena's mad. I had a dream. She says we can leave, but she needs a tribute. You might have noticed this thing over here, over in, uh, over on the other side. Well, that's what I'm building her. She wanted a horse statue. As long as the horse statue is here, we can go home safe. But the war's over. We're done. That's it. Um, the boys pack up into the horse, and they leave it out on the beach. And um, the Trojans come out. And there's there's even a little placard on there, and it says, you know, this is for Athena for safe passage back mm-hmm. home. And so the Trojans come out, and they're like, what the fuck is this thing? And um, uh, late late. Like Koon? I don't know. It's got an umlaut. Yes. How how do you say yeah, his name? So, so yeah, so so it's um in in German that mark is an umlaut. Uh but in, in all the other things it's a oh shit. Oh I just lost it. What is it called? I don't Diaresis? know. Diaresis? Okay. I think it's a di not a which I know sounds like diarrhea and also uh uh but but no it's uh I yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a diaresis. Okay. That means you just pronounce it. So it's oh, you just say laoko- it. yeah yeah it's laokoon okay okay cool. um but yeah and so he is a trojan uh uh, uh uh a priest and he says this very famous line that uh gets you know sometimes kind of again maybe there's some variants of it um but he says this very famous line that I fear Greeks even when they bring gifts uh-huh which Kind of gets switched around into um, be be beware of Greeks bearing gifts or, or whatever. Uh, so he realizes that something is up, something something's not right, uh, and he tries he tries to announce this to uh, Priam and some of the other Trojan nobles there on the beach. But what should happen to not only to Laocoon but also his two sin, <laughs> his two sons? He has two kids there with him. What happens, Mark? Well, yeah. So so number one. Um... Laocon is like, this is bullshit. We're not doing this. And he throws a spear at the horse and it rings oh, like yes. the hollow moon. Um, but then, <laughs> but then Odysseus's uh, false flag, Sinon jumps out of the crowd and he looks like shit. He's beat to hell, yes. bloodied mm-hmm. up. He stinks. He's covered in something gross. And he goes, I was a cook and I made Odysseus sick at one time and it really pissed him off. And they decided that because they had killed, you know, um, Agamemnon's daughter to get out here, they needed to kill some people for a better sacrifice. So they went to sacrifice me, but I ran away and hid in their toilets. And that's why I look like this. But he goes, I was here. I know the plan. This horse is built uh, as a a tribute to Athena to assure, assure a safe passage back to Greece. 
And he goes, mm-hmm. but, but I also know that absolutely under no circumstances should this be brought <laughs> inside the walls of Troy or the entire Greek fleet is just going to sink. And you don't want that to happen, right, guys? <laughs> but son of a bitch, I'm looking at it now. It doesn't matter. Because your walls, they're just not tall enough. You got this big old, you know, you got this gate here, and we can't get through it. And then that's when uh, Lao Khan starts going, well, bullshit, this is full of Greeks, don't trust them. And then two snakes come up out of the ocean and eat his ass. And they were sent by Poseidon, and it's, it's such a random throw. It's just such a random thing. Yeah. Because I have also heard that the uh, uh, snakes were sent by Apollo, uh, who also has a connection to, to, to snakes. Oh, yeah. Because, appar- because apparently Laocoon had some special time with his lady uh, in front of like a statue of Apollo. And so uh, Apollo really took offense to that. Maybe if you believe Apollodorus, which I mean, already that kind of, you know, is this other author. Um, but, but, but yes, so... Again, out of the blue, come two snakes and, like, strangle this guy and his two kids. And still the Trojans are like, nah, this seems okay. This seems all right. We hear from poor Cassandra again, who's, like, screaming yes. her head off. Like, don't, don't, don't do this. It, this will be the downfall of Troy. Uh, but again, because she ran afoul of Apollo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, also, again, man, this son of a bitch Apollo... Um, <laughs> You know, for what, like nine and three quarters of a year now, has totally been Team Troy. Yeah. Uh, but then all of a sudden, whoops, here's like two people who have slighted me personally. Uh, and so everyone else is going to pay horribly for it. Um, yeah. There's also kind of a, there's another, I I think this is when, I don't, I don't know if this is still when they're on the beach or maybe when they're inside. There's also a really kind of, impressive trick that helen does i don't know if you have notes on this no what you got so helen also kind of suspects something is amiss and remember she's the daughter of zeus so she's also semi-divine right she she walks around the the horse and she's speaking to the men inside but she's speaking with the voices of their wives Ooh, hoo, 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 shit and so Odysseus, for, for instance, hears Helen speaking to him, but it sounds like Penelope. And so here's, again, all these men who have been gone from home forever. Uh, and, and then suddenly they hear their wives, what sounds like their wives uh, speaking to them. And so a lot of them are like sort of like groaning or sighing or like start crying. But then Odysseus like clamps his hand over their mouth. So, so that because if they make a sound, then they'll be discovered. Um, so yeah, that's another, again, like, there's all this talk about like ah oh, Helen this Helen that but like but also don't don't fuck with Helen yeah no her, shit man because her because her beauty is that enticing she has a supernatural ability to sound like your woman um, so yeah that that's another um, that's another just like wonderful little detail um, that's super but cool. uh, yeah. but yeah it's super super cool yeah. but however no one listens to Laocoon. Because he dead. Because <laughs> he got no eaten by a fucking to... snake. You don't listen to a yeah. guy that gets eaten by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to Cassandra because she crazy. <laughs> and this son of a bitch, uh, Sinon, and his reverse psychology. Like, oh, psh, 
whatever. You definitely you you don't want to bring this into your city walls. You couldn't even if you wanted to. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, convinces them. Yeah, and and some of these generals say, "Piss on you! I work for King Priam." <laughs> <laughs> they haul that bad boy in. Yeah, they they take apart the gate. Um, they need to leave the gates of Troy open for one night, but like, who cares? Big who cares, dog? Yeah. The Greeks are gone. You brought the horse into the city. The whole fucking fleet's going to sink. Nobody. It's all good, baby. We're going to be fine. You know what it's time to do? It's time to party. And they get <laughs> hammered. They drag yeah. the horse to the uh, uh, temple of Athena. And they wait and they wait and they wait. And then they decide, all right, everybody's blacked out. They crawl out of the horse's asshole down a woven yeah. rope that looks like its tail because... Epius mm-hmm. was a cool dude and had a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, now it's time for all hell to fucking break loose, J- Josh. Uh, round is? up yeah. that Ilio Persis posse. <laughs> that someone's playing the Kithara, but they're doing Mount Mount Ida breakdown. I guess <laughs> time to work up a number six on him. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, number. Uh, uh uh hexa hexa Hexa, i guess (laughs) uh yes and this gets us to yeah this this iliopersis um uh epic poem uh well or even i don't know again maybe some of this is is still told in the little iliad maybe we're now in iliopersis territory but um just a mere two books a tier, uh, uh, two books of the Iliopersis. Again, uh, also attributed to this guy for the uh, Aethiopis, Arctinus. Um, but I don't know if you need many more than two books to describe what happens here. Because if you are interested in maybe hearing more about the actual destruction of, of, of Troy, uh, there is one other tale that also depicts this maybe in, in a little detail. Um, and that is Virgil's Aeneid. Yes. Um, the first part of Virgil's Aeneid sort of talks about Aeneas, uh, this Trojan noble, um, how he's one of the few to make it actually out of Troy. But but before that, there is we have we have much death and destruction and just truly horrible things um, that that we have to talk about. So I, I guess Mark, where where do we start, man? Um, I'm just going to start with this quote from the uh, Post America. Mm-hmm. Blood ran in torrents. Drenched was all the earth, as Trojans and their alien helpers died. Here were men laying quelled by bitter death, all up and down the city in their blood. It's literally the end of the Trojan world as we know it. And and the Greeks feel fine. In fact, they feel they they uh, I, I think many of them uh, did not listen to the injunction of uh, the uh, Oracle at Delphi. Uh, because they did not maiden a gone, they a gone a gone. Uh, they they just went over and above, and just any sort of any sort of like restraint. Like we talked about edging, this is it is the time for edging is over. The time for the horrific ectoplasm from this spooky spooky ghost. <laughs> oh, um, <no. laughs> it is it is nigh. Um, so yes, almost all of Troy is massacred. Yep. Uh, the city is burned to a crisp, uh-huh. uh, dear, sweet old King Priam, who he, he, he did no wrong. He was doing his best. Um, he really gets tried, killed. Yeah. 
Yeah, he gets killed by this same Neoptolemus, Pyrrhus, mm-hmm. Achilles' son. Uh, however, Prime... Okay, and, and I, I'm... I forget, again, I forget the episode, but I'm pretty sure I, I talked about this as well. Like, being able to, like, take... Or or, or 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 claim sanctuary um yeah. in a religious house at the hearth is a super important deal in ancient Greek culture. Right. Uh, even the worst even the worst criminal, if he is at the hearth, the like central fire in his home, you're supposed to leave him alone and then wait for the I don't know, like the jury trial to happen. So Priam goes to the altar of Zeus at the temple there. Uh, claims refuge, but Neoptolemus kills him yep. there. So bad, 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 bad. You yep. do you do not do that. You do not do that. Yep. So he kills him. Um, Menelaus kicks down the door or starts kicking through doors. I imagine. I imagine there's a lot of door kicking. I just yeah. imagine a lot of door yes. kicking and Lots of door that's, that's the sound you hear. <laughs> and he finds. Well, he he eventually makes his way to uh, Helen's bedroom, and Helen. Uh, taking a call back from last week, she has also kind of done like she pulled a Hera and she has girded herself for battle because she knows yes. that there is literally only one way out of this. And yep. it's that good fucking once again. Yep. Um. So Menelaus <laughs> kicks down the door uh, and sees Helen and she like drops her whatever they wear, whatever dresses are. She gets. Yeah. Yeah. Just, her... There she is naked. Fucking the Pornhub theme is playing, and she's like, "Oh, what are you doing, Menelaus?" Hmm. And he puts the boots to her medium style. Post putting the boots to her, he rolls over, cuts the head off of Diphobos because mm-hmm. he was hammered from all the partying, which I think is it's a better flex. Just like I'm gonna smash my wife, and yeah. then I'm gonna kill you, but I'm gonna <laughs> fuck her before I kill you. I hope yeah. you felt the fuck undulations in the bed. Um. <laughs> Speaking of things that happen at altars, um, that piece of shit, Ajax the Lesser, piece the Oilian Ajax. Oilian Ajax. Oh, he bitch. rapes Cassandra, who was clinging to the altar of Athena, where she had been clinging all night long after she had her breakdown yep. about men being inside of this gigantic wooden thing. Um, yeah. But also, and this is this is where I get kind of mad, because, yeah, sure, he rapes Cassandra, sure. But the reason that Athena gets pissed off is because the idol gets fucked up. <laughs> I understand. You're gods. You you are beyond the the can of men. But men. Yes, exactly. They're fuck you. ways this, are unknowable yeah. to us. Yeah, and then also in the in the reboot of the Odyssey, they cut to this scene with like him like throwing her into the idol and her like knocking the idol down and like Athena up on Olympus like shaking her head angrily. No, like previously. On the Iliad, and she's no. <laughs> right, and that's what's going to spark the like the, the the sequeling action. And they already have they have another like statue of Athena in the Palladium. Like, come on, like how like how many statues do you need? Like to your own, I guess, I guess all of them. Because again, you said it perfectly, Mark. The ways of of, of the gods are beyond our our mortal knowledge. Um, and, and Why so, are so, you yes. still praying uh, to Athena? It hasn't fucking worked thus far. Like she's clearly yeah, not exactly. for true. But whatever, it's, that's not for us to decide. And but but also even worse, even worse. Okay, so yes, it's horrible. He 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 violates Cassandra. He rapes her. He knocks over the idol. And even though Cassandra has been um, in some, ooh, that red wine. 
<laughs> even though she's been supplicating and uh, taking refuge at, at the altar, he does this horrible act. And yes, he damages the the like statue there. A bunch of other Greeks roll up, see what he's done. They're about to kill him. They're about to say like, no, man, that's not what we do. He takes refuge at that same altar. Yep. And he says like, no, sanctuary, yep. no mercy. This Such a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Fuck. Yeah, you deserved all that. Fuck this man. Cattle. Yeah, all, all that cattle dung and intestines up your nose and your mouth uh, in the foot race. Fuck you. Hate this guy. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Why um, are we left with this Ajax instead of the other? Oh man, I'm so I'm because so you either off. die the hero or you are the oily Ajax. I don't fucking know. Because suicide <laughs> makes you a winner, kids. You know what doesn't make yeah. you a winner? Infanticide. Uh, trigger warning Tri- for yeah, infanticide. Um, Odysseus and Pyrrhus are cutting their way through the keep. Pyrrhus kills what is it like 12, 14 people? Like Troy's nobility. Yeah. This twelve-year-old mm-hmm. is a fucking sociopath and a serial killer East, yeah. and Odysseus mm-hmm. sees this and eggs him on because what he's also invincible wearing his dad's armor yeah so he comes upon um Hector's wife Andromache and her baby Astyanax the king of the village the king of the little town that sweet that sweet little baby who didn't do nothing wrong yep and yet it's revealed he doesn't have a head for politics You might say that his political career was uh, dashed to the rock. <laughs> We're horrible. We're no better oh than Oil and Ajax, Mark. We're no better than he is. Three years, that's the evilest we've gotten. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so oh uh, Pyrrhus goes <sighs> to Merc. Um, <laughs> fuck, that... <laughs> okay, so okay, no, okay. No, you're, you're good. He goes, so, he goes to kill Andromache. Yeah. Um, and Odysseus pipes up, hey, don't you think there's something else you'd want to do with her? And he realizes, hey, I'm a 12-year-old fucking serial killer. Why isn't rape yeah. on the table too? Grabs her, grabs yeah. Astonyx, um, drags them out in front of Priam, mm-hmm. and then has a well, I can I can't go back to school on Monday moment when he um prematurely ends the political career of Astoniax in front of his yeah. mom, in front of the corpse of his grandfather, and then whips yeah. him out the window. Um, Odysseus is horrified. Andromache goes mad. It's it's yeah, no fun at yeah. all. It's uh, it is it, it is no fun at all. Yeah, he he it gets throws, a little fucking dark. Yeah, he throws this little baby um off of the ramparts off of these famous walls of Troy that have kept the Greeks away uh, for, for so long, throws the baby off um, and then takes, and then takes Andromache as his war bride. He, yeah. he, he, yeah, like rapes and then claims her as his own. I, I guess what, this is the third, I guess, Greek tragedy that I've referenced now. Um, if you want, again, this is so just hauntingly, uh, portrayed uh, in a tragedy by Euripides, the Trojan women, mm. where there's so it's kind of like it's kind of after most of the destruction, um, but then it shows it depicts um, uh, yes the 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 killing of um, 
as Uh And this is another, like I mentioned, uh, the Iphigenia Kakuyanis film. Uh, there's another Kakuyanis film about the Trojan women um, that is also just just amazing. Just oh damn! Pretty much, ev- pretty much every Greek film from the seventies. Just just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this was 71, um, the Trojan women, uh, Catherine Hepburn as Hecuba, the old wow. queen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Irene Papas as Helen. And she gives us, she gives a stunning performance as Helen who, oh, again, I, I, I just can't. It's just so good. It's just so, so good. So yeah, right go to YouTube, watch these films cause they're amazing. Yeah, um, go check it but, out. Okay, um, I don't know, Mark, any other uh, uh, war crimes to recount here in the destruction of Troy, the Iliopersis? Um, I guess I mentioned in the Aeneid, it sort of depicts, yeah, the, the one and only, um, or one of the few Trojans to make it out, who is Aeneas. Yes. Uh, and this is this is also very, again, very moving, so... As Troy is burning, here's Aeneas, um, who's making his way out of the city. He has his father Anchises on his back. He has his son uh, Ascanius that he's leading out from his like like with, with his hand. That's another very famous scene. And um, I I don't know if this is like super I, like I think we mentioned this either in episode one or two, maybe at part one. Um, one of the reasons why. Aeneas escapes is because his mother is Aphrodite. Right. And yeah, so uh, she... yeah, that was last week and she nopes him out of the battle. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. With yeah, yeah. So so she Yeah, yeah. So so she's so she definitely has him under her protection. Uh uh and his uh wife, uh Creusa is kind of there and, and and also being led out of the city, but then she just like suddenly like vanishes. She like turns into a ghost. And she's like, no, husband, you have another future ahead of you. I'm dead, I guess. <laughs> I'm um, dead, I guess. <laughs> and so then that's how Aeneas goes on to like have his fling with Dido and then and then eventually like leave her horribly. And then he marries Lavinia to start Rome. But but yeah, so so that's another again, another sort of from the Trojan perspective about yeah. how horrible this is. Um so, but, but yeah, I think that's, again, I think that's most of the war crimes there. <laughs> I think that's it. And I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's where we're at. Um, so there's a division between the Greek, not a division, but just kind of they're debating on what to do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Menelaus got his wife back and he got his nut off. Yep. He is now effectively... Mm-hmm. Been, he, he's finished 12 years of edging and he's in a lot better spirits and he goes, I'm going back to Greece. And yeah. most of the Grecian yeah. host follows with him, right? But then Agamemnon stays behind because he was going to be the king of this cool city called Troy and Troy got super fucked up either by the gods or by looting or whatever. A fire broke out and now it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Now it ain't worth a dick. Yeah. Um, didn't, doesn't, right. doesn't Poseidon hit it with an earthquake at one point or something? I think so. Like during it's, the yeah, during the sack of Troy, he also just like is like yeah. now's a fun time for an earthquake. Poseidon goes, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So well, and we had mentioned, you know, some of the back in 
episode one, we, we had talked about the idea of like Troy being strategically placed uh, to like control trading through the Black Sea. Right. All um, that good tin. We talked about, yeah, exactly, exactly. All, all that sweet, sweet, sweet tin. So going that route, any sort of strategic or commercial advantage that Troy had, well, it's up in flames. So there's really, there's really nothing staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, th- yeah, there's, there, there are some, again, I guess you could also call these war crimes as well. There, there are some just truly horrible things that happen as the Greeks are trying to get back home, which is detailed in, again, a whole bunch of other Greek tragedy as well. There's, there's the Hecuba, there, which is by Euripides. Um, there's the, well, no, the Helen's kind of funny. That's kind of a weird <laughs> okay. tragic comedy. Um, so as the Greeks are starting to sail, they kind of have an Aulus 2.0, some of their, like, they're, they're not getting favorable wins. And uh-huh. that's because it's revealed that Achilles, uh, you, you, you dead and buried for, I guess, close to a year by this point. He says, no, wait a sec. Like, I kind of got married to this Polexina uh, girl. Yeah. And so they end up they end up sacrificing Polixena for Achilles' tomb. Um, yeah. And that that helps them. That makes the winds blow again, and they sail. Um, there's uh, there's a there's another tragedy again by Euripides. I, I, um, the yeah the Hecuba. Come to find out, she actually uh, Queen Hecuba had one of her sons kind of secretly. Um, uh, uh, stowed away in in a Thracian kingdom because you may and rightly think that's terrible that they killed this little baby Astyanax. Why would they do that? Well, because they have to get rid of like the line of succession. They can't mm-hmm. have anybody still living to like claim to be like, ah, now I'm going to like rise up and uh, uh, rebuild Troy up to its glory. So they have to kill all of the like the noble line. Um, and so I think it's Polydorus. Um, that is hidden in this kind of Thracian kingdom. Uh, nope, that guy totally sold out to the Greeks, um, took like the ransom money, killed this kid. Uh, and it, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. And as we're getting out of the Iliopersis, the, the destruction of Troy, we're, we're, we're getting into this next epic poem uh, called the Nostoi. Which yeah. means the the returns, uh, the the homecomings, if you will, and it's talking about how all of these or most of these Greek heroes try to make their way from Troy back home, uh, and that would have gone swimmingly. It could have gone so much better, except for that goddamn bastard, <laughs> Oily and Ajax, because he did such a a sacrilege. To Athena, he ruined everybody's trip back home, yep. uh, and he and and he gets it pretty bad, and rightly so. As as he is sailing home, um, I think Athena just she just like throws a fucking boulder at his ship and sinks it. <laughs> so like in, in this port in the Nostoi, I kind of got like you know at the end of a movie in the eighties, and they there's the freeze frames yeah. on the main actors yeah. and it says so and so went on to do so and so that's how this was in my head like yeah Agamemnon exactly. got back to Argos 
and fuck Cassandra mm-hmm. a whole bunch against her will until they were yeah. killed by Aegithius. Like, these little things. Like, <laughs> Oily and Ajax got sunk by a fucking boulder. <laughs> right. Yeah, it gets, like, smashed by a boulder and, like, dashed against the rocks. Nestor, di- Nestor was cool and got to keep being old. Right, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, like Nestor was fine. Like, he made it back and continued to live like another, I don't know, like 40 years. So he's like 100 and, you know, dust at this point. <laughs> 100 and um, dust, yes. And then he tells the story and people are like, all right, great, great, great grandpa Nestor. All right, all right. <laughs> um, okay, who are some other ones? Menelaus has an interesting return back. What happens to him? So he gets kind of blown off course. Uh, he also, because again, all of the Greek gods are so outraged at just the atrocities that, that everybody did. That like barring a few, you know, barring Nestor, yeah. um, barring Odysseus until he makes a boo-boo, they were going to go straight home. Menelaus gets blown off course and he ends up uh, in Egypt. And huh. his ship, his ship actually gets, gets kind of wrecked, gets capsized. Um, most of his crew gets killed and he washes ashore in Egypt. Um, and who does he find there in Egypt, Mark? He finds Helen. What? He finds his wife. He finds what? his wife. What? Because this Helen that went to Troy, that wasn't actually her. That was like, that was like a, that was like a shadow clone made out of clouds <laughs> Um, because God, Hera was reboots. so, I know, I, I know, I, I hate it. I hate it. So Helen was so pissed off having not been chosen. Um, again, back in the judgment of Paris, she was show, she was so pissed off that when Aphrodite said, okay, Paris, you'll get to marry Helen. Uh, Hera pulls her trap card and says, nope, you're going to marry cloud Helen. And the real Helen, I'm going to have Hermes take away and spirit off uh, to Egypt. And what? so all so all this time, the true actual Helen has just been like chilling in Egypt. And all of the death, all of the slaughter, all of the massacre uh, has been for nothing. And I mentioned this because this is, it's a weirdly funny play. Uh, Euripides writes about this story in his play, Helen. Um that, yeah, it, and on the one hand, it is, it's very poignant, it's very sad. When this discovery is made, uh, one of Menelaus's sol- soldiers, the good Ajax's half-brother, he, like, rolls up and says, like, hey, this is the weirdest thing, boss. Um, on our ship, uh, I was, I was, you know, safeguarding your wife like you asked me to, and then suddenly she just, like, vanished in a poof of smoke, Um and boy, wouldn't that be horrible if we fought this entire war and suffered all these, like, hardships for nothing? If we fought this entire war all for the sake of a cloud? Wouldn't that be horrible? Okay, well, I'll wait for you back at the ship. <laughs> boy, that suck, huh? All right, see you later. Big goals, yeah, huh? Yeah, well... <laughs> Menelaus, when he washes up on shore, he... Like, he's lost all of his armor, he's lost all of his robes, so he just, like, grabs, like, a bit of the sail and, like the mizzen mast and like a rope. He like kind of like fashions this like tunic out of the wreckage. Um, and he like walks up to the temple where um, Helen's been hiding or, or, or the palace where, where, where Helen's been hiding. And there's this salty old grandma who's the, 
who's the gatekeeper. And she just like isn't having it like, like like she's insulting him. She's making fun of like big, strong, but also stupid as fuck. <laughs> Red bearded Menelaus. It's it's again, it's like weirdly hilarious. Um, so check that out too, listeners. Go go read the Helen by you okay, basically read all of Greek tragedy. I'm gonna start a separate podcast talking about the Greek tragedies. That is coming. Look We've for that in November, it. guys. It's gonna happen. It's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um <laughs> But they eventually do. They eventually do. Uh they escape this uh uh like cruel egyptian king uh theoclymenus they escape him and they eventually do make it back to sparta um and live mostly happily ever after um agamemnon like we mentioned he takes cassandra as, as his war bride he eventually gets back to mycenae slash argos um he doesn't have that good of a homecoming uh <laughs> neoptolemus he he eventually arrives home. He's problematic. He gets to win a lot. I don't know. Like He does. I don't like yeah. how... I don't know. Like, that was one of my follow-ups here. And I'm like, man, fuck you, dude. Like, you don't get to have this good a life. Like... Yeah, he is He is that spoiled rich kid from a well-off family who does horrible things. And, yeah, takes Hector's... Okay, how, how well, screwed up is that, too? But so His like, dad... Yeah. Yeah, his dad kills Hector, and then he gets to marry Hector's widow. That's so screwed up. Yeah, what are uh, you doing, step-murder, son? <laughs> well, but then he also starts the line that, like, founds Alexander the Great, so it's bullshit. Like, Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, yeah. I it's, don't know. It's, yeah, because he settles up in, yeah. in, in Macedon, right? Like, that's where he ended yeah. up, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he kind of goes up through, uh, yeah, kind of like Thrace and all that. Yeah, it's yeah, he again, this is this is one of the I I mean, I think he eventually gets his comeuppance. I think he eventually sort of gets some gruesome death, if I remember correctly. But it's again after he's lived a pretty nice life. Which give me a cool give me a gruesome death. If if, if I've had a cool life, give me a gruesome death. That like kind of like makes it okay, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and and I know the other elephant in this room that we haven't really talked about is Odysseus, but listeners, that's, that's a whole other, that's a whole other like legit Homeric epic poem. That's a whole 24 books that we, 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 we will. We well, said but that so this as is don't Trojan you War. forget about me is playing here. Yes. We get yeah. these guys, we get these guys with like their mug shots and like, this is what happened to Neapolitan, Neapolitan. What's his fucking name? Neapolitan. <laughs> God, sorry. I sound like I'm fucking stupid. I cannot say his name to save my life. It's okay. It's okay. Pyrrhus. Pyrrhus. This is what happens to Pyrrhus. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, listeners, Mm. for putting up with me. Like, you know, everybody (laughs) gets their own little placard. Then it cuts up, and then it cuts to the beach. Or or then it cuts to Mm -hmm. Troy. The the, the, the smoldering, smoking ruins of Troy. Mm -hmm. And Odysseus of the many ways, the smartest man in the fucking room, anytime always, knew there was treasure. He had been bribing people for months in advance of this. Uh, it doesn't take him and his boys long to find it. They crack open a thing. Bam. This, like, legendary treasure of Troy. He heaps his 12 ships with, with, with more treasure than he needs. They talk about how much treasure he's got. And yeah. then mm-hmm. Odysseus gets to sail home to start the sequel. Yeah. And then... 
Odysseus don't, will don't, return. Don't, don't, don't you. Don't you. Forget about forget me. About but then, but me. then, but then, but then, back at the ranch, mm-hmm. you and I need to drink one more final drink yes. because one final prophecy was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And we need to go back to the beginning of tonight's episode when we talk about the murder. There was prophecy that said that his tale would be sung throughout the ages by the bards. And Josh, quite frankly, my name is Mark and I am a wizard and your name is Josh and you are a wizard. But we also mm-hmm. cross class spec into bard. And we yeah. have spent mm-hmm. three weeks singing this tale of Achilles, and we fulfill yeah. our own prophecy. Okay, exactly, man. man. Yeah, it, right, right. And, 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 and yes, maybe some of our listeners are saying, will you leave us so unsatisfied, two wizards? What about this Odysseus guy? Well, don't you worry, Odysseus will be back in a future Two Wizards episode where we get into the Odyssey, uh, we get into the telegony we get into the telemachia um all that we 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 are doing that but we said this is a three-part episode on the trojan war and you're lucky that we even did the nostoy because we were like no like that's like that's a separate thing but we did it we're here we got horned up for mayhem we got horned up for greek literature I think I added like eight things to my read slash reread list. I, I, I have to reread all of these Greek tragedies now. Um, I'm going to check out the post-Homerica. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reread the Iliad again because this is the other thing too, right? Like as we're recording, and I mentioned this last week, uh, that Emily Wilson is coming out with her translation of the Iliad and like... Man, you want to talk about like searing hot fire that's destroying the city of Troy. There are searing hot takes on Twitter flying left and right about is this a good translation? Is this a bad translation? <laughs> we are and 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 yet again, Mark, and I credit you because you said, "Hey man, let's do Trojan War." And I said, "Giddy up." It, this poem is not going away. It's not. No. And no, it's not. And and I am honored. I'm honored that I get to talk about this with you. You were saying that like this is some of the like deepest research that you've ever done. This is deep research that that I've done. This justifies me and doing stupid bullshit UFO things for like all of November. It's just going to be all UFO bullshit because I like actually did real like you know rigorous research for this. Yeah, Yeah, like. And, and like so much, like we still have so much off of, off of the, like I had a whole thing about like, Hey Mark, let me tell you about a, uh, 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 Hopax legomenon. Like we didn't even get into like the stupid stuff that I care about. And nobody else cares about, but maybe we'll do it for the Odyssey. But like we, th- this was our, I think this was our, our Astea moment. This was where we were both vibing. We were we, we were feeding off of each other. Yeah. You 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 were the 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 one and only Ajax with your giant shield. I was your half brother, uh, Tucer, like popping out to snipe with my bow and arrow. Th- this was this was an incredible <laughs> series here, and I am I am honored to have that. I'm gonna list this on my academic CV. As I finish my dissertation and, and as I'm looking for job offers, um, I'm going to list three-part uh, <laughs> three-part miniseries on the Trojan War, um, Two Wizards podcast at 
Two Wizards Podcast. <laughs> at, at, at Two Wizards Pod C1 on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Josh, we really like what you have to say. Your, your, your dissertation was fascinating. You talk about ejaculation for three episodes. You talk about ejaculation <laughs> for about six hours here with this. Who's this Mark Jones? He seems, he doesn't Mark seem Jones. credited at all. Fuck you, he's I, my Diogenes, and you smoke bomb out of the room. Yeah. Look, l- listen, hiring committee, I know that uh, spousal hires are a thing, but uh, if if you're going to offer me this tenure track position, um, I'm going to insist that you have a, uh, a wizard hire. Because, look, if I go here, Mark comes here, or else I'm walking. I'm walking. Uh- <laughs> He's walking. And future employers of me and Josh can... Reach out to us at the Two Wizards Podcast at Instagram, the Two Wizards Podcast on Facebook, Two Wizards Pod C One on Twitter. You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can find Josh at Plaid Barbarian on Twitter. And I'm not going to plug the other two high hammock shows tonight, Josh, because goddamn it, this is our moment of podcast Aristia. Yeah. We yeah. Are, are are hitting them criticals. We are three sixty no scoping fools. I'm going to pull the armor off like at least one or two history podcasts and put it on and walk around in it and be like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, deserve this. Yeah. But yeah, man, exactly. also to to that end, man, likewise, dude, thank you. This has been an honor. This has been a privilege. Three years of two wizards with you. And it is amazing to me that three years in, we can only hit like the highest heights we've hit yet. And I can't wait until we hit that like Icarusian fall. But in the meantime, baby, thank yeah. you for being in here. In the meantime, I appreciate you, you. My name is Mark, and I am a wizard. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, listeners, for, for joining us on this. Uh, always a pleasure. Truly humbled and truly honored uh, to be adding, yes, to this to this song, to this story that has been reverberating throughout the ages. Uh, my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And I, I, I'll just say, end it with, with this again. Hos hoi am fiapon tafon Marcos kai Yesu mago dai moyo. Thus they ended Mark and Josh, the two wizards. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and they rolled upon their back, and after that they killed them. <laughs> <laughs> On his back, and after that, I killed them all!